Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we've got to talk about Twitter because disinformation, unfortunately, is ramping up on Twitter once again. Now, this is coming from the Associated Press, but there's a lot of organizations right now that are talking about this. And here's what's going on. Twitter accounts basically operated by authoritarian governments in Russia, China, and Iran are now benefiting from recent changes at Twitter. And this is according to researchers on Monday. And it's making it easier for them to attract new followers and broadcast propaganda, as well as disinformation to an ever-growing audience. The platform is no longer labeling state-controlled media and propaganda agencies and will no longer prohibit their content from being automatically promoted uh, to uh, basically uh, recommend to users. In other words... Twitter previously had a policy that said, okay, if you're coming from a state agent media and you're pumping out propaganda, we are not going to promote that on our platform. Our users are going to have to go find you. Now, together, these two changes, both made in recent weeks, have supercharged the Kremlin's ability to use the U.S.-based platform to essentially spread misleading claims, lies straight up about its invasion of Ukraine, U.S. politics, and other topics that the, the Kremlin basically finds interesting. Russian state media accounts are now earning 33% more views than they were just weeks ago before that change was made. And that's according to findings released this past Monday by Reset, which is a London-based nonprofit that tracks authoritarian government's use of social media to spread propaganda. Now, this increase works out, for the record, uh, to more than 125,000 additional views per post on average for essentially these Russian disinformation. So here we are. These posts include, uh, for the record, stuff that suggested the CIA had something to do with the September 11th, 2001 attacks on the United States, that Ukraine leaders are embezzling foreign aid to their country, and that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was justified because the United States was running clandestine biowarfare labs in the country that has been proven demonstrably false right out of the gate within the first month or so, uh, especially, uh, you know, if you're a longtime follower of me, you know uh, you know, my my presence and involvement in that conflict in terms of interviewing members of their parliament. That's the kind of access we've had. So that's absolutely ridiculous. Now, state media agencies operated by Iran and China have also seen similar increases in engagement due to Twitter making these changes. Essentially, this about face from the platform is the latest development since Elon Musk purchased Twitter last year. And since then, he's issued, he's ushered in just I would say a whole bunch of confusing uh, new new systems, a verification system that's kind of unusual. On top of this, he's laid off company staff, including those that are dedicated to fighting misinformation. And unfortunately, the extremists are back on, uh, former extremists that were banned are back on, neo-Nazis to whatever, you name it, they're basically coming back onto the site. He's also ended the site's policy on prohibiting demonstrably false COVID-19 information from getting out there. So COVID-19 misinformation is once again ramping up. On top of that, because you're letting the extremists back on, hate speech and disinformation has thrived. I wrote an article about this back in November uh, for Smirconish.com as to why I thought Twitter would die. And what's going to happen is if you basically take the gloves off, you start letting the extremists back on, you know, the people that would, wouldn't mind having a rational discourse, because that's what Elon Musk stated he originally wanted is a open, free, you know, we can rationally debate these things. That's going to go away because the extremists are going to rule the day and moderates, you know, which are the vast majority of us are simply going to say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. The whole blue checkmark thing alone has been a bit of an issue, a bit of a stigma, a bit of a, a serious problem. You know, a fake Disney account got verified as Disney. These are things that we have to deal with. Now, before this recent change, uh, going back to this, Twitter affixed labels reading, quote, Russia state-affiliated media to let users know the origin of that content. It also throttled back 
Before Elon Musk, Kremlin's online engagement by making the accounts ineligible for automatic promotion or recommendation, as I mentioned, something that it regularly does for ordinary accounts as a way to help you reach bigger audiences. You know, you can pay to play on Twitter. I can give them, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks and, you know, promote a promote a tweet to hopefully get more followers and, and on and on and on. Now, these labels, though quietly disappeared after the United States' NPR, or National Public Radio, and other outlets protested Musk's plan to label them as state-affiliated media, too. And that's actually kind of interesting, because NPR, while funded by the government, has always had a history of essentially being free press, of being an independent entity, able to essentially criticize the government. That's a constitutional right, First Amendment, and so freedom of press. And so that's interesting. And, and, and the government, as far as I know, has never used NPR as propaganda. It's, it's literally designated as an independent organization, even though funded by taxpayer dollars. But because of this, NPR announced that they would no longer use Twitter. They said the label was misleading, giving uh, NPR's uh, you know editorial independence, as I just mentioned, and so therefore it would damage their credibility. So they decided to leave. Now, Reset, that organization that is tracking this, their conclusions were confirmed by the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, where researchers determined the changes uh, were likely made by Twitter late last month. Now, many of the dozens of previously labeled accounts were steadily losing followers since Twitter began uh, using these labels. But in this change, we're now starting to see rises in these accounts that are uh, pumping out disinformation propaganda. So, for example, RT or Russia Times Arabic edition, which was one of the uh, Russia's most popular propaganda accounts on Twitter, had fallen to about 5.23 million users uh, when this was implemented. And now it's re basically rebounded. Now it's past uh, 5.24 million, meaning they picked up at least 100,000 followers in the past like week or so. So obviously that's a huge shift. Now, before this change, users interested in seeking out, uh, you know, propaganda from the Kremlin or anywhere else, you have to specifically look for it. And so I think this is one of those big issues that we are going to see. I mean, Elon Musk himself has put out disinformation before. Uh, the, the perfect example of that is the uh, Paul Pelosi hammer attack, uh, essentially uh, retweeting out an article that was completely hyperbolic, proven completely false, et cetera, et cetera. And so he, with his follower base, not to mention ownership of Twitter, that's a huge thing. So I do think Twitter's going to die. Uh, I've said that multiple times. Does that mean it's going to go away or stop operating as a site? No. But I don't think it's going to be that that envisioned town square. And when all you've got are the extremists yelling at each other or threatening each other, most of us are going to leave. And I think that's a huge issue. But overarchingly, we have a huge problem with misinformation and disinformation around the globe, and especially in this country, as we are targeted on these things. Uh, you know, and that is something I've talked about, written about, you know, done videos, podcasts, talked about on my radio show for years and years and years. And so anything is essentially stepping back the, the controls or possible checks on disinformation or misinformation is a huge problem. And if he cut the misinformation staff, that's on par with Facebook understanding that they're damaging the psyches of young children and not doing a damn thing about it. And I think that's a huge problem. So we're going to see where this goes. Curious to see the pushback I get on this. But but the point is, is that if you're on Twitter, understand that there's going to be more demonstrably false information that's going to be out there. People are going to believe this stuff. The arguments are going to ramp up and the extremists come back. And that, I think, is just an unfortunate thing. But here we are. So will Twitter exist? Probably. Will we be on it? Uh, I don't think so in the next couple of years. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter for as long as I'm there. Uh, same with YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe. Stay online and please attempt to stay private and properly informed. Thanks, everybody.